This morning, we are riding further on. We are talking about earthly wisdom. If he taught us what godly wisdom is, then what is earthly wisdom? And if godly wisdom is the primary thing to have, how can we meander through the loopholes of, godly, of, of earthly wisdom in order to operate fairly in godly wisdom? Amen. Our first scripture would be 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 31. The people of Corinth benefited largely from the words of wisdom from the Apostle Paul. So let's go to verses 18 to 31. Are we there? I hope we brought our Bibles. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made the wisdom, has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block to the Greeks' foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen. So our, full, our wisdom is what? Foolishness unto God, if it is earthly. Then let's see what he goes on further to talk about from the verse 26. But you see your calling, brethren, that not many that not many wise according to the flesh, not mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him who are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, thus as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. So also, if you are not foolish, and you have godly wisdom, it is not an opportunity to lord it over others. It is not an opportunity to show others who you are and what they are not. But it is what? To glorify God. 
let's move on further to another thing that he tells them in the chapter 3. In the same First Corinthians. Chapter 3, verses 18 to 20. Here, Paul tells them how to avoid worldly, worldly wisdom. The 18 says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men. For all things are yours. Amen. And I want us to take us on another walk to James chapter 3. James chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. James chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. This is the word of the Lord. So then what is earthly wisdom? From the letter of Paul, the first letter, in the chapter 1 and the chapter 3, if you look at it carefully, it tells you what godly wisdom is. And what earthly wisdom is. And from them to the book of James. That James wrote later. You will see some three or four things there. And I would like to highlight on them. Earthly wisdom is born out of our aspirations. The aspirations of man. And it's not in conformity to the word and the will of God. Earthly wisdom is born out of our own aspirations and are not in conformity to God and his will. Earthly wisdom also nullifies 
the power of Christ's salvation, his death and his resurrection, and also his coming. And the other examples that we took, you see some of these things there. It contends against the wisdom of God. Once you decide to apply and walk in earthly wisdom, you always find yourself contending against the wisdom of God. It glories in one's ability, but not in the grace and the power of God made available to us. Then we begin to take credit for ourselves, that it's by ourselves that we have done this. It is by ourselves that we'll build this tower of Babel so that we'll become like God. Earthly wisdom appeals to our senses and our emotions. However, the wisdom of God reflects him. Anytime you walk in godly wisdom, you reflect God. Because God is wisdom. Colossians chapter 2, he says, in Christ is what? Are the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. And Christ is knowledge and wisdom and understanding revealed unto us. So how does it manifest? It, it is often stemmed in the traditions of men, in the ways of the world. That Paul to the letter to the people, the believers in Rome, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, told them, Dachale, look sharp, do not conform to this world, nor the things of this world. But I would encourage you rather that your minds will be renewed so that you'll be transformed and that you know what is the perfect and acceptable will of God. Amen. It is when we transform our minds from that of the earthly base to the godly one that we are renewed and we know the acceptable will of God. One would ask, what are the dangers of thinking and walking in earthly wisdom? Everything that we first do, it does not start with our doing. It starts with our thinking. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you believe that you are a fool, it means you are a fool. You have convinced yourself that media me Jimmy pa. Media me math. So while the teacher is sitting down, Charlie, what chalk? Because who do math? I was like that. When the teacher comes, I'm just waiting for him to finish and go. I did not understand this Y and Z and all. Mm -mm. After math exams, people were crying. It was a rainy day like this. It had rained. We finished. Some people were crying. Hey, give the achievements. Why were you people crying? He said, this one and this one, she, doesn't, she didn't think what she had done here. Eh? You are crying. At least you answered it. <laughs> you are crying. If you understood what you did and the possible fallout, ah, you're on your way to victory. As for me, I had choked. <laughs> when it came and had gotten nine, I wasn't bothered. I knew. I knew it was coming, but, but I thought of myself. I lived in Oswalata, and in Oswalata, when it got to a certain age, you think you, the girl, you have come on top, you get pregnant. 
I saw the life. I saw how people had gotten pregnant. I saw the life that I said, is that what I wanted? I have seen other lives in books. Reading had exposed me to the world. And I wanted to know what was out there. I wanted something better. So I conformed to godly wisdom and said, I'll write the paper again. And that was hard work and prayer. Because I still could not understand what they were teaching. Thankfully, an area boy liked me, so he decided to give me coaching. <laughs> and thankfully also, when I stumbled upon another math teacher teaching the business students, and I, I could understand what he was teaching. So I dogged my teacher because I was even laughing in class. You know, in the past, the duster was the foamy one. I was just there, Ogba, and I'm asking, two dust and I'm I was just there, Missy, say, you, you're always in class, smiling and laughing. You are not being serious. But the other teacher, that taught me something, that it is who teaches. You can have knowledge, but you cannot impact. And yet, Bibi wa nyamin frewa, men forcing yet. Obiani grace that has been made available. And by the grace of God, it took me three months, but when I came, it came out, I had five, and I was so happy. I told God, yeah, I needed just two months more, and I would have clocked one. <laughs> and I was so thankful in the exam hall that see if we're working mathematics and understanding. I thank God. Amen. But if I had not conformed to godly wisdom... And had told myself, Midian, I don't know math. I can never know mathematics. I believe that I, would, I, I wouldn't be where I am here by the grace of God. Amen. The consequences or the dangers of thinking and working in earthly wisdom sometimes affect us. It affects our loved ones. It affects the global or the entire community that we live in. And you see these in various biblical examples in the Bible, how one man's decision destroyed the destiny of a people, how Israel's decision, or who their prophet was, or their judges were, or their kings were at the time, took them into captivity because they walked in earthly wisdom and refused to conform to the will of God. Amen. The danger of thinking and walking in earthly wisdom, one is that it leads to sin. And when I talk about sin, I'm talking about this sin, I've titled it, Oh, This Is Nothing. Oh, this is nothing. We can do this. Oh, this is nothing. I can do this. This, this is nothing sin takes our mind off the consequences of sin and keeps our eyes on the pleasures of sin. I will take you to Genesis chapter 3. When the enemy came to Eve, he started a conversation in this manner. Is it really true? Is it indeed what he told you that when you eat of that tree, you die. And if too, sister Eve said, ah, he said that when we eat of the tree of the 
of good and evil, of the knowledge of good and evil planted in the middle of it, we will die. He said, ha, are you sure you'll die? You'll not die. Oh. When you eat it, hey, your eyes will open and you become like God. This is why he doesn't want you to eat it. Oh. Because you become like him and he doesn't want you to become like him. So let's go to Genesis chapter 3. The verse 8 says that Eve saw three things. Oh, sorry. The verse 6, sorry. The verse 6 saw, it said, And the woman saw that the tree was good for food. One. And it was pleasant to the eyes. It appealed to her senses, to her emotions. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. So these were the things that appealed to her emotions, to her senses. And that she said that it will make her wise. And I wonder what you have decided to eat or you have eaten because of what you have seen, not what God has said. Because the consequences of her actions did not only affect her, Took, took it further to the man who was first giving the commandment. Adam was just swinging on some tree. Hey, Adam. Bra, 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 bra. Say what? Come and see. Bra, Adam did not hesitate. And bra, Adam ate it. The consequences of their eating, of deciding to succumb to the earthly wisdom of the enemy, was that it first left to what? Man's first death. It altered the plans of God. But thanks be to God that he's all wise and he's all knowing. So God always has a second one waiting. He always has a second chance waiting because of how much he loves us. But what about if you have exhausted chance one, chance two, chance three? And he has decided that enough is enough. What about if he tells pastor, stop praying for her? I won't listen. Like he told the prophet Samuel, stop crying over Saul. I have rejected him. Because Saul decides to apply earthly wisdom. He shows no remorse, shows no repentance. I've decided to forsake him. In fact, I have made another one available. The day you refuse to sink, another will take your place. The day you refuse to come and lead prayer when you are supposed to, another will take your place. The sin that says, oh, nobody will see me. I don't know if you have been there before. You look sideways. I don't know. Do you have a degree in stealing fish from soup? Because I have a degree. Can I see other graduates? <laughs> Stealing fish and meat from soup. I had a degree in it. So whilst you are cooking with your mother, you are making your plans. In Kwaina Beno, I asked Kakrana. Now time. The thing is hot too. 
but you have skills. Good skills or bad skills. Quickly grab it. Hot, hot, hot. Put, hey, put it in your mouth. Or go and hide somewhere. God have mercy. This is the same sin that caught Cain and Abel. When Cain had envy in his heart, because his sacrifice was not accepted, he decided that he was going to kill his brother. But he thought nobody was there. But God was there. Anytime we decide to do things and they, oh, nobody is here. Nobody will see me comes. Please just lift up your eyes up. He who sees all things is there. And you know the surprising thing? We all know we have angels, right? Assigned to us. Your angel is sitting right by the bed with you. Saint Akusia, where are they? Amen. Psalm, Psalm 139, David talks about how God is always with us. How he knows when we are going to sit down, when we are going to sit up. How he knows what we are going to say. He said, even if I go to hell, he's there. So God is always around. Let us be mindful and not get caught up in this earthly wisdom. Another earthly wisdom that leads to sin is, oh, everyone is doing it. Everyone was going to Moab because there was famine in Israel, according to Ruth chapter 1. So Elimelech took his wife and his two sons, Malon and Chilon, and went along. But Elimelech and Naomi knew the word of the Lord. That he says that you should not even live among the Gentiles. You should have no relationship whatsoever. But people were living. And then they left and went. He was not in the will of God. It was a good reason. It sounded good to go. He lost his life. His sons, Malon and Chilon, died. The only ones who were preserved was Naomi and the daughters-in-law. And they had lost everything. But go back to Israel. A certain man stayed. Boaz, he stayed. And when God turned the captivity of Israel around and the famine left, Boaz prospered. Boaz did not only prosper. He got the share privilege of finding a virtuous woman in Ruth. And aside that, God favored him and put him in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. So you see the consequences of earthly wisdom on the part of Elimelech and the consequences of godly wisdom when it comes to Boaz. Another consequence is, oh, there is time. There is time. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, that course that I want to do. I want to do a degree, a diploma, a master's next year. Tomorrow, next year, it will come and we are still here. I will serve God when I am older. Ah, sorry then. Hey, we are sure. We want to serve God. When we are no longer strength, strong and our beauty is gone, 
too, he likes good things. He wants us to serve him in our youth. He said, remember your maker in your youth. When you have strength to run and go on evangelism, that's what God wants. Not when you are 60 and you have arthritis. No. If God calls you to do a certain work later in life, praise God. But if he's calling you now, heed. Because the fact is, you don't know when he will call you home. That is a fact. Nobody knows when they will die. Unless God, out of his infinite wisdom, and the special place you have in his life, in his heart, has told you that, as for you, you die at 80. Even that, he will require of you whatever you, you use your life for. For Timothy served as a young man. Samuel served as a young man. When Peter came knocking after his uh, deliverance from prison, it was a young lady who opened the door. It means young people walked with Jesus. Young people were after God's heart, wanting to know the will of God. Then aside leading to death, eh, to sin, earthly wisdom can lead to death. It can lead to physical death. It can lead to eternal death. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Solomon tells us that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Judas Iscariot got offended and said, so he went and sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. It led to his death. When he became remorseful, he did not conform to godly wisdom. The burden was too much of the consequences of his action that he committed suicide. He did not have the opportunity to repent. He hanged himself. Samson's disobedience led to his physical death. Brother Samson, the idea of So Brother Samson had a call of God upon his life. His father and mother had been without a child for so long, and finally the Lord answered. Then he went after the Philistines' women. Don't judge him. The Bible says that it was the will of God. That is why he went after them. He said so that God through him will punish the Philistines and that the Israelites will have a, an upper hand over him. But Brother Samson, although he was physically strong, I believe he, too, he had sense. But when you follow women sometimes, hey, women, we are blessed. Amen. So, first attempt to marry didn't work out. Other things, didn't, the wife was given to another man to marry. Finally, got her a fine sister, Sister Delilah, and married her. But you see, Samson knew that the Philistines had set different traps for him. So, he should have been very, very self-conscious because of the destiny of Israel depending on him. But Sister Delilah, she was easily enticed by her own people. He says day after day, she was on him. Judges 
chapter 16, verse 6. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. This was a serious question. Tell me what gives you power. Tell me what God has told you that if you do it, he'll reject you. And what is it that I can do that will afflict you? Who is asking you that question? Who is saying that, tell me what I should do for you. Just give me your virginity. And it's telling you that everybody is doing it. Virgin's crisis. They are people who are 35, 40. They are still virgins. Choose to keep the commandment of the Lord. It is better to go to heaven a virgin than to divergenize and go to hell. So the verse 16 says, And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all that was in his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. We all have something that when we stop doing for God, we'll become like any other man. Don't compromise on it. Who is even your friend? that you are talking to and divulging all your secrets to, all your dreams and aspirations to. Don't be like Joseph. Who. Joseph brought enemies all by himself. If he had kept the dreams, would somebody had heard of it? How wise was David that after he was anointed and the spirit of God had come upon him, he bought a padlock and locked his lips. Doom! Nobody knew. It was only between him and the prophet Samuel. Nobody knew the great destiny God had. Stop talking about your dreams. Who do you intend to marry? Although you are seeing the signs of Delilah. The signs of Bukumbanku. He has started abusing you mentally and you are okay with it. Be mindful. One other point that I want us to take note of is earthly wisdom leads to loss of favor with God. In the time when Israel did not have kings, God raised judges for them. So in Judges chapter 4, the word of the Lord tells us about a certain wonderful judge she should have been called judges, called Deborah. Deborah was the wife of Lapidoth. And God, that time they had gone through oppression and oppression and oppression. So they were tired. So they cried out unto God and God listened. God told her to go and tell Barak to gather men and go and fight against the army of Caesarea. But you know what Barak said? In Judges chapter 4, verse 8. And Barak.
Isaac said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Whose trust did Barak place his hopes in? In that of a man. That because you are the prophetess, if you go with me, I will go. It is in due truth that he was afraid. Because the armies of their enemies were many. But it was his own confession that made him to lose favor with God. Because if he had said that, if God be God, may God bring victory. Amen. Then the name of God would have been glorified. But not only was he afraid, which God does not like, but he put his trust in the woman. And I told you, God always has a plan B, eh? So immediately he said that, Deborah said, because of what you have said, God will give victory to Israel through a woman. Another person in her somewhere, Jael. How did it happen? In the battlefield, it, was, it became very rough. This great army commander who everyone was afraid of, Sarah, ran away from the battlefield and went to the tent somewhere. But he had a good relationship. There was a, a relationship between Jael's family, the in-laws, and him. So when he went, Jael said, oh, 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 my Lord, come, come, come. The man was tired. He said, come, please sit down. Made him warm milk. He drank it. He said, do you know what? Close the door. Don't let anybody come. When somebody comes, I'm not in. He said, no problem. Hey, me, <laughs> I'll not say anything. Because he was tired. And he drank the warm milk. He just laid down to sleep. This woman took a nail, said a peg, from the skull. Nailed it, you know, the man was sleeping. Nailed it from here into the ground. That is how God brought victory to Israel, but not through Barak. Because he put his trust in man, not in God. Earthly wisdom can also lead to delays in our lives and sometimes in the plans of God. Genesis chapter 16. God had promised Abraham da, 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 that he would bless them with a child. E, 96, 86 years, nothing was happening. Sarah was worried. So she applied earthly wisdom, went to him, Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, how many times did I call you? Abraham, if you don't want me to die, you know, women, we can display. If you don't do this, I will die, I will die. Abraham, just give me a child. You know what? Look at Hagar, my Egyptian slave. Please, 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 please do this for me. Do this for us. The shame is too much. Go and sleep with her. Maybe you will have a child. Please. This is too much. I can't bear it anymore. Abraham said, Sarah, he said, no, this one, you will do it. I can just imagine. You know us in our elements. We we'll do all kind of a warm crying. Abraham said, it's okay. Just like Delilah pestered um, and Samson. Finally, he said, okay, okay. Boy, girl, now I know you find that. 
Abraham cannot have spot in Ibiza. And then he went. And God being so good, she got pregnant. Yes, when there is any pregnancy of any sort, the hand of God is in it. It doesn't matter if the person is not married or not. The scientists will tell you how many sperms run after one egg to be fertilized. So they had a child. But that decision was an earthly decision. It was based on earthly wisdom out of fear. Fear makes us take lo- makes mistake, you know. We'll take that decision and we'll take that decision because we are afraid. And when he took this decision, or when they took this decision, he was 86 years. The next time God spoke to Abraham was in Genesis chapter 17. He was 99 years. It means from for 13 years, God did not speak. Can you imagine one year without God speaking to you? Two years, three years. For 13 years, he did not speak. And the first thing he told him in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, said, Abraham, the key verse, he said, walk. Let me give you the direct term from King James. And when Abraham was ninth, hey, sorry, was 90 years, forgive me. What did I say? Oh, forgive me. <laughs> when Abraham was 90 years, 90 years and nine, yes, I was right. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Walk before me and be thou perfect. It caused delay. Is it possible that Isaac would have come earlier if he had been patient? Earthly wisdom can also lead to confusion, to disorder, petty rivalries, arguments and divisions in God's house. As we saw in James chapter 3. Verse 13 to 18. When you want to show somebody where power lies, you want to behave in a certain manner because somebody else is behaving in this manner, you know, that thing, when you want to show the person, you say, my brother, I'm single. But godly wisdom leads to preservation of life, as we have seen in the biblical examples. It leads to eternal life. It leads to God's favor, goodwill, Victories, prosperity, peace, joy, and quiet. uh, James chapter 3 verse 17 says, But the wisdom that is from God, that is from above, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Amen. Let's rise to pray.